Football is back and right now Bet365 are offering a wide range of markets including first, last or anytime goal scorers. With over 45 million members, it's the world's favourite online betting company. We've got wall-to-wall Premier League football with games being played nearly every day and with Bet365 Bet Builder, you can combine match results, players to score, number of goals and more to create your own personalised bet. And if you can't watch all the games live with Bet365's Match Live feature, you can follow every moment through live graphics and text. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and Apple App Store. Over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to the final 59th minute FPL podcast of the season. As always, it's brought to you by The Athletic. I'm Mark McGettigan, a.k.a. FPL General. Game week 37 is done and dusted, and we're looking ahead to the final day of the season on Sunday, which is always a roller coaster ride for fantasy managers, with all 10 games taking place at the same time. The deadline on Sunday is 3pm UK time, so make sure you make a note of it and be ready to make those transfers and captain's decisions before 3 o'clock on Sunday. If you're not yet an Athletic subscriber, you can try it for free for 30 days by visiting theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. Lots and lots of new members to the 59th Minute Club this week. I think it may be a new record. Five new players joining the famous club in Game Week 37. Two from Arsenal, David Louise and Saka. Both of them got 59th Minute appearances and picked up just one point each. Also two from Sheffield United, Ben Osborne and McBurney, the striker. So both of those got one pointers as well. And the fifth and final new member is Johan Berg-Gudmundsen from Burnley. So he also got taken off after 59 minutes, but he did pick up an assist beforehand. So at least for his owners, he did get four points there. So five new members. It was very close to being eight new members in the Chelsea game. We had a triple substitution with Mason Mount, Willian and Giroud all going off together, but it went down as 58 rather than 59. So that definitely would have been a new record if we had eight new members in one week. So keep an eye on those clocks on Sunday around, what, half past five to see if we're going to get any more before the season is out. A quick review of how Game Week 37 went for me before I get into Game Week 38 and all the questions that have been asked. I banked my transfer going into Game Week 37 because I wanted to have that flexibility for the final day of the season where there's probably going to be a few surprises in lineups as there often is. We'll probably see a few kids getting games on the final day. The fact that all games are at the same time on Sunday gives us hope that maybe some early team news will trickle through before the deadline which could help us with our transfers and captaincy decisions so for me it'll be a very last minute transfers and captains for me this week that 15 minute window from from 2 45 to 3 p.m is when i'll be making my decisions this week just in the hope that we get something that could help us and give us that slight edge over our rivals on the final day so I banked my transfer, I captained Martial, which was disappointing, 10 points, but at least I captained the right Manchester United player because I was considering Bruno Fernandes and Rashford as well for the captaincy, who both scored just one point. I think both of them picked up yellow cards. Bruno was actually lucky not to pick up a red card in that game. 
Uh, I ended up on 71 points. It was a small green arrow, mainly thanks to Pulisic, because I was disappointed when I seen the Chelsea team that he was on the bench, because I had Phil Foden as first sub, so I was hoping that Pulisic would stay on the bench. Then he came on, and I let out his sigh, but then he went on to get nine points and actually outscored Foden in the end. So that turned my red arrow into a green one. So I went from 20k slightly up to 18k. So I think I am 21 points away from the top 10k. So it's going to take a huge game week for me in the final, in the in game week 38, to get that goal of top 10k. But I mean, if I don't get it, I'm pretty happy with my season, you know, sitting at 18k, hopefully I can get a little bit closer to top 10k if I don't get there altogether. You know, after a dreadful season last year, I think I finished about 550k last season. So to bounce back and have a pretty solid, if not spectacular season this year, um, I'm pretty happy with that. And I'll, you know, be confident then going into the new season that I can have a have a big one in 2020-21. So who did well for me? The defence and the goalkeepers all did well. Nick Pope, six point. Trent and Doherty got 25 points between them. Two legends and Serge Aurier, another six pointer there. Midfield wasn't great. Martial captain with 10. KDB with six. Bruno just won and Pulisic did well getting me nine points in the end. And up front, disappointing. Jimenez just five. Jesus two and Rashford one. And as I said, Phil Foden was stuck on my bench, sub number one with eight points. A watch list update now, going into game week 38. Just a couple of players added, just three, mostly players removed this week. So I'll start with the players that have been added. Riyad Mahrez, 8.6 million. His ownership's just 10%, so he's a big differential going into the final day, Riyad Mahrez. He hasn't started the last two games. I think he's only got 13 minutes and 26 minutes. So looks like there's a good chance Mares will start in that final game. Pep has already said he was going to try and give all of his players um, game time in the last two games. So the fact that Mares didn't start the last one, there's surely a good chance that he will start the next one. Likewise, David Silva, who I think is going to be a popular transfer in this week. Um, so Mares. You know, when it, when it comes to the final day, I think you've got to have three Manchester City players and I think it's got to be three attackers for that Norwich game. That could be, they could score anything from five to ten goals in that game. So I've got KDB, I've got Foden and I've got Jesus. But with those two free transfers, I'm, I may end up switching around depending if there's some early team news. Let's say Foden's on the bench, maybe I'll move to Mares or David Silva. You know, Sterling is a player I would love to have for the final day as well. Um, I'll talk about Man City more when it comes to the questions. But Mares is on my watch list for Game Week 38, as is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Now, a player I'm not a big fan of in FPL because he's quite hard to trust, especially when it comes to the armband. But I think as a one week, just for one week, Aubameyang's a great option with that Watford fixture. Watford are in free fall. Uh, we've seen that against Manchester City. So I think Aubameyang... And his Arsenal colleagues could do well in that one. Aubameyang's 10.9 million. He does have three blanks in the last three games. But he was excellent in the cup game against Man City. Scoring two goals there. And it could have been more than two goals as well. Watching the highlights. There was a couple of couple of other de- decent chances there for Aubameyang as well. So I think for one week, I'm, I am tempted to get Aubameyang in for that Watford game. And the final player I've added... He's been on and off my watch list for weeks now. Mason Greenwood, I've already got three United players. So the only reason I'd be bringing Greenwood in is 
if I want to shuffle things around for the final day with those two free transfers, I'm open to the idea of a minus four as well, so making three changes. And the only reason I would do that is probably if it, if Jesus didn't start, or it looks like he wasn't going to start, I'd be tempted to move move him out for Greenwood and move to five midfielders, bringing in Sterling or David Silva or Mares. So Greenwood is there as a potential enabler if I go from 3-4-3 three, three to 3-5-2 three, on the final day of the season. And, and if I did that, he would probably be my first sub because I would have five good midfielders, I would have Rashford and I would have Jimenez as well. So probably have to reluctantly bench Greenwood. So that's the only reason he's there is if I do a reshuffle, he will be the enabler to move to the 3-5-2 formation. He's got 10 goals for the season now. Phenomenal for, for an 18-year-old. I think he's 18. You know, he's had a very, very good season and he, he's only going to get better. Uh, 4.8 million. He's going to cost a lot more than that next season, that's for sure. The question for me as well is, do I want to have three Manchester United players on the final day? I'm not sure. After watching them against West Ham, they were pretty flat. You know, they're They've seemed to have dipped at the wrong time. And Leicester is always going to be a tough fixture, even if they haven't been great themselves. So I've got Bruno, Rashford and Martial at the moment. And I may even lose one of them for the final day. You know, I, I could maybe lose someone like Fernandes and get a get a low-owned Man City midfielder in. If I want to get from 18k to top 10k, I'm probably going to have to take a chance or two on the final day of the season. So that's in the back of my mind as well. So... I've got a lot to think about in terms of Manchester United players for the next couple of days. Players I've removed from my watch list, I've removed all the defenders, quite simply because I don't want to make a defensive transfer on the final day of the season. I'm going to trust Doherty, Trent and Aurier to turn up and perform for me. So I've got rid of Lucas Dean, Lamptey and Diop. Now that doesn't mean they're not good picks for the last day. It just means I'm not interested in a defender transfer. Uh, a couple of other midfielders I've removed. Jared Bowen, he got quite a few heavy knocks in that Manchester United game, so I'd be slightly worried if he'll start or not on Sunday. And I also prefer Antonio anyway, if I was going for a West Ham attacker. David Brooks is gone as well. I just can't bring myself to buy a Bournemouth player. Trossard from Brighton is gone as well. I've got Nick Pope, and I'm hoping for a clean sheet on the final day. So it wouldn't make any sense for me to buy Trossard, who faces Burnley. Strikers that I've removed, Lacazette, he's not guaranteed a start on Sunday and I prefer Aubameyang as I mentioned and Jamie Vardy as well, I'm not interested in Vardy for the final day because I just it's a tough fixture against Manchester United so I think although Vardy is always an option, I think he's always a decent option but I just think there's a lot of better striking options on the final day who have better fixtures. So that's the watch list covered going into the final game week of the season. Harry's sponsors the 59th Minute podcast. Harry's was founded by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were sick and tired of overpriced razors. Jeff and Andy knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. And now, by taking less profit, Harry's offers great quality products for a fair price. Their amazing quality blades are now almost half the price of the leading five-blade brand. Harry's trial set includes everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five precision engineered blades, rich lather and shave gel, and a travel blade cover. As a listener of the 59th Minute Podcast, you can start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for £3.95. Support our podcast and get your set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, 
foam and shave gel and a travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash the 59th minute right now. That's harrys.com forward slash the 59th minute. Thanks as always to everyone who sent in the questions on Twitter this week. There was over 100 replies to that tweet last night again. So I've picked out some of the best ones. These should cover the main talking points ahead of the weekend's games. First one came from Ferg's triple captaincy options, please, general. And he mentioned Salah. So anyone who has a triple captainship left, I mentioned this on last week's episode as well. I think it's got to be a, I think it's got to be a Manchester City player. Quite simply because they play the worst team in the league. And I think it could be a cricket score. So obviously you probably need to get some early team news to be confident of using your triple captainship on a City player. But I think you know the likes of David Silva and Mares are probably pretty safe bets given that they didn't start the last game. But again, hopefully we'll get something on Sunday. And then let's say Sterling and Jesus, those kind of guys are in the starting eleven. I think you can comfortably... You know, take take you know, place your triple captaincy on one of those guys, and you, you should be confident of getting, you know, at least thirty points from your triple captaincy chip. You know, ten points from from any of those guys looks pretty likely at the weekend. So yeah, for me, Salah's always an option. I just I, I just don't think Liverpool have been great recently. Yes, they scored five against Chelsea, but it's very hard to predict how that Newcastle game will go on the final day. Obviously, they had the trophy presentation last night. There's probably plenty of celebrating going on last night maybe tonight as well will Klopp use the final game of the season maybe to give some of those young guys a game I do think I would expect Manny and Salah to start against Newcastle but I just think the City fixture is much better for for captaincy and for triple captaincy so that's the way I would go with that chip question from Craig Smith what to do with Pulisic I was all set to sell him, but after that performance against Liverpool and given Chelsea need a result on the final day, Craig is not sure now. So I was kind of thinking the same about Pulisic. I was in the back of my mind. I was probably going to bench him against Wolves in game week 38 or I was going to sell him. But watching that, four, you know, we played, what, 35 or 40 minutes against Liverpool. And this guy is a special, special player. And he's just really finding his, his feet now in the Premier League. You know, that was a spectacular 40 minutes against Liverpool. He got a goal, got an assist, and he had another very good chance as well that he dragged wide. So it could have easily been a brace and an assist and probably might have nicked all three bonus points from Trent then if that was the case. So watching him against Liverpool, there's no way I can sell him now. And I don't think I can bench him either. Even though Wolves are, you know, a very good side, a very hard side to break down, I think I'm going to start Pulisic on the final day. And, you know, if he plays any way close to how he played against Liverpool, there's bound to be an attack and return or two for him in that game. So very tricky to, you know, predict how that Chelsea Wolves game is going to go. Similar to the Leicester-Manchester United game, you know, the, the two big games for, for Champions League qualification. They could be cagey affairs or they could be more more open affairs as well. It's really hard to tell. So I'm, I think I'm going to play Jimenez and, and I'm going to play Pulisic as well and just hope that both teams can can get on the score sheet. Question from Michael. Triple Burnley defence and triple Man City midfield. Is it crazy, bold, stupid or hmm, I like it. So, triple Burnley defence first of all. I just get the feeling that when everyone jumps on Pope on a free hit and jumps on Burnley defenders that the FPL gods will, will find a way to let Brighton score on Sunday. So, I'm obviously hoping for a Pope clean sheet, but I don't think I would triple up on them defensively on a free hit. 
Um, I think there's probably other places to go to spread the risk a little bit. Um, Brighton are a team, yes, they haven't been scoring bagfuls of goals recently, but I always think they're capable of scoring against anyone. When they've got the likes of Mopai and Trossard and those guys, uh, there's a lot of talent there. So I, I'm going to put my put, go out there and say Burnley won't keep a clean sheet this weekend, and I'll be disappointed as a Pope owner. So I wouldn't go triple Burnley defence. I think double double would be enough for me. You know, go maybe Pope and Tarkowski, or Pope and Kevin Long, who's very cheap. But I don't think I would go as far as tripling up on their defence, because I think that could end in tears on Sunday. Um, triple Man City midfield, do I like that? Yes, I do. I would be very tempted if I was on a free hit. Obviously, I don't have my free hit yet, but I think a lot of people still do have it for the final day. If I was on a on a on a free hit, I would be very tempted to go triple Man City midfield rather than including you know an Ederson, a defender or or Jesus who who's been quite frustrating recently. You know the likes of Sterling would probably be the first name in my squad. KDB going for the assist record is surely going to pick up a few points as well, and then one of the likes of Foden, Mares or David Silva. So I do like the triple up in midfield. Um, I'm gonna. I think the last question I'm going to tackle today is about a. I've put a quick free hit draft together. I don't think that one has the triple city midfield, but it's definitely something I'd be looking at if I was tinkering on a free hit this week. So yeah, triple Burnley defence wouldn't be for me. You know, I think two is probably enough there, uh, and definitely I'm definitely up for a triple up in Manchester City midfield. Question from Evan White: Which teams with nothing to play for do you see being involved in high scoring games? Uh, Evan mentions Everton against a desperate Bournemouth. So yeah, I think that that one has the potential to be high scoring because Bournemouth have to go all out, score goals to get the win, and Everton could punish them on you know at the other end. The likes of Richarlison and Calvert Lewin, I think, are decent options for free hit. I think a lot of people will overlook Calvert Lewin for free hit because he hasn't scored for weeks and weeks. He hit the post in game week thirty seven. I would not be surprised to see him score against Bournemouth on the final day. So don't rule him out completely. He did mention on match of the day last night it was nice to see uh, whoever was interviewing him on match of the day mentioned that he had his free hit chip left and asked him if he should put him in and he said yes because I, because he's due a goal. So I would not be surprised to see him score. Richarlison I think is always a good option for a one week punt on a free hit. I think he's in my draft that I'm going to mention soon. So, yes, I think Everton-Bournemouth could be a high-scoring one. Looking at the fixtures, Crystal Palace-Spurs, I think, has the potential to be high-scoring as well. Um, I always think of Spurs have been a high-scoring team towards the end of the season. I think that's mainly down to Harry Kane. He's, he's finished a lot of seasons very strongly. He's coming off back-to-back braces now as well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him score a few more in the final day. And palace Palace usually have a go as well. You know, they tend to get a lot of goal attempts in games. So I think that one could be high scoring, as could Newcastle-Liverpool. I think if Liverpool play the way they did against Chelsea, they were quite open at the back. Newcastle could get a goal or two there. And we know Liverpool will probably score three or four themselves. So I think that one could be quite open as well, with nothing to play for for both of those sides. Uh, question from Dr. Mohamed Jaqueda. Which one Liverpool player do you think is worth having on free hit 38? So I don't think I would have too many Liverpool players on free hit 38. As I said, I I can see them conceding against Newcastle. Trent is obviously a god this season, but will he start? You know, it's an ideal game for Klopp to give some of the young guys a game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Trent get a rest. So I'm kind of banking on him playing because I'm 
I don't really have any sub defenders if he misses out. So I could be down to two defenders if he misses out. But again, I just really don't want to make a defensive transfer on the final day. So I'm going to take the chance that he will start. The Which Liverpool player, if I had to choose only one on a free hit, which one would it be? I think it would be Sadio Mane. Simply because in the top 10k, he's only owned by 9% of managers. So he's a massive differential. And we know how good Mane is. I think he's even a probably a good captaincy option. As well for the final day, if you if you really if you're chasing and you wanna you wanna make up ground, it's even in the back of my mind. Uh, you know, if most of my Man City players who I already own, if it looks like they're going to play, and I've got two free transfers, maybe I could try and work Manny in as well. Uh, probably wouldn't captain them over a City player, but I I wouldn't let I wouldn't stop anyone from doing that if you really need to make up ground, especially if you're in and around top ten k or you know you know maybe ten thousand places behind it. Manny as a captain. If he was to get a brace and an assist or something like that on the final day, he would make a huge difference to your overall ranking. Because I think most people are going to be focusing on bringing in Man City players this week. And there's probably not too many people going to go for Manny or Salah in terms of transfers in this week. So Manny is the one I would go for on a free hit uh, at just 9% ownership in the top 10k. Uh, I got that figure from livefpl.net. Very good website for information like that. Question from Johnny Small. Is Sterling captain worth a minus four? My answer to this is yes. Um, it's always easier to take a minus four if you're going to captain the player. Obviously, it depends on which players you're getting rid of. But I think Sterling is... I think he's the best captaincy option for the final day. He is. He's buying form. I think he has... He's got something like six goals in his last three or four appearances in the league. So... Again, early team news. I would wait until 15 minutes before deadline, just in case something slips through on Twitter. And if Sterling's starting, then I would go ahead, take the minus four, give him the armband, and I would expect him to score two or three goals against Norwich. So that's something that I'm thinking about. You know, I've got I've got KDB and Foden as my Man City midfielders, but the one I would really like to have is Sterling for the final day of the season. So I may I may end up doing the same. It, it may require a minus four for me to get Sterling. I might need to take... You make three transfers, as I mentioned, maybe losing a striker to get that extra big hit in midfielder. But it's definitely something I'm thinking about. I think Sterling is 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 the best captain for the final day, if he starts. Question from Jack Burgess. Is selling Bruno or Rashford a good idea? Jack likes the idea of Son, Jesus or Harry Kane for the final week. So... Would I go as far and say and say that selling Bruno or Rashford is a good idea? I would say no. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a good idea. I, I would say it's definitely an option, especially if you're someone like me and you've got Triple United, and you're not feeling overly confident about them against Leicester, having watched them against West Ham. I think you can lose one of them, especially like me, if you're chasing and you want to make up a bit of ground. I'm considering losing Bruno, which a lot of people might find crazy, but. It comes down to ownership on the final day. Bruno is owned by almost everybody ahead of me. So I could take a chance, get rid of him, hope he gets hope he blanks, hope he gets a two-pointer against Leicester, and hope the player I bring in, let's say a David Silva, goes and gets 20 points against Norwich. So that would obviously make a huge difference if the player I bring in does well and Bruno is quiet on the final day. So it's definitely something I'm thinking about. I still like Rashford because he's he's still a bit of a differential, even though both of them were very disappointing against against West Ham, but I think they'll be fired up for the final day. They've got a couple of days rest now, so they should be firing on all cylinders again on Sunday. So as a United fan, obviously I'm hoping for a win. I think we can get the win against Leicester on the final day, especially if Wes Morgan, Ryan Bennett and the young kid are playing in defence. 
I think that will play into the hands of the likes of Martial and Rashford. So, yeah, I'm not going to say it's a good idea to sell a Manchester United attacker, but it's definitely something to consider. Question from FPL Sponge. Who are your preferred strikers for Game Week 38? And Sponge mentions Kane, Jesus, Aubameyang and that man Danny Ings. I am definitely not going to mention Danny Ings as my in my preferred three strikers, given how much pain he's caused to me this season. He, of course, he's a great option for the final day. But for me, if I was on a free hit, my strike force, if, if money allowed, I think it would be something like Aubameyang against Watford, Kane against Palace, and Jesus against Norwich if he starts. Now, I already mentioned I like the Man City triple up as well, so maybe it could be Danny Ings in there in place of Jesus and go triple Man City midfield instead. After the next question, actually the next question, I'm just going to do it now because it's it's about the free hit as well. Um, from David Nowaski, give us the free hit special. Who should we choose in our squad? So very quickly today, I just put together a free hit squad. Now this is with my team value. Now most of you will probably have a better team value than me, so you might be able to make a few improvements on this one. So this is a squad, I'm going to name the 11 starting players. I think the bench was Brandon Williams, uh, Gwen Doozy. Uh, and just a few other, you know, bargain basement, 3.9 million players. I'm 0.1 million short for this squad. So hopefully you won't be, and you could go for this one if you wanted to. So goalkeeper, this would be my free hit squad, or it would be something very similar to this if I if I still had it. So I think I would go, I think I would go Martinez in goal for Arsenal against Watford. Now, obviously I'm a Pope owner. I'm hopeful of a clean sheet, but I already mentioned I'm, I'm fearful that we won't get one on the final day. So I think Martinez at Arsenal has a very good chance of a clean sheet against Watford. Um, I would go. I would keep Trent for the final day and hope he starts. I would probably keep Aurier as well, who's been very good to me the last couple of weeks. You know, hopefully Spurs can get a clean sheet against Palace. Um, I've put Kevin Long in here as the Burnley defensive pick just because he's very cheap. So TAA, Aurier, Long in defence with Martinez in goal. Midfield then of Sterling captain, David Silva, Richarlison and Antonio. So I like Richarlison and Antonio because their ownership's really low. And I think if you're playing a free hit, you go hard or you go home. You know, there's no point picking the popular players because you're not going to make up ground that way. You've got to you've got to take a few chances with a free hit chip and hopefully you can hit you know, had a Richarlison brace or, or had an Antonio, had another Antonio hat-trick on the final day. Up front then, the three that I mentioned in reply to Sponge's question, Aubameyang, Kane and Gabriel Jesus. So that's something, I'd be going something very similar to that. Now, as I said, Jesus could be Danny Ings and then you could go triple City midfield instead. I like 3-5-2 as well on free hit because there's so many good midfielders. And obviously you could go Nick Pope over Martinez and maybe get Tarkowski in there in defence instead of, of Kevin Long or, or go double Burnley defence. You know, I don't think a lot of people will go for Sergio Aurier. That's mainly because, you know, I'm quite loyal to players who've been good to me. So I would find it very hard to lose him on, on the free hit if I was using it this week. So that gives you an idea of what I'd be doing on free hit, Chip. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of those who, who have it. You know, you can pick a nice shiny new team for the final day. But I'm hoping that what often happens in FPL is when people play their free hit, Chip, their original team does very well and the free hit chip doesn't do very well. So as a selfish manager who doesn't have his free hit chip, I hope those of you who do play it, I hope it's a disaster so that I can try and get into that top 10k. So that's the questions covered. Thanks as always for sending them in, folks. I'll finish up with 
Game Week 38 captaincy and transfers. So captaincy, first of all, as I mentioned, I think Man City against Norwich is the place to go for the armband this week. I think Sterling's the best option. I think David Silva is a very good option as well. He should certainly start that game. If there's team news, I think any one of KDB, Jesus, Foden, Mares, they're all great options in that game. Aubameyang is an option against Watford as well, as is Harry Kane against Crystal Palace. We've mentioned Salah and Manny against Newcastle as well. Uh, Danny Ings is always an option against Sheffield United. Antonio faces Aston Villa, but Aston Villa have been pretty good recently, so I think that would put me off. Antonio captain, and I think I'm going to avoid Leicester, Manchester United and uh, and Chelsea Wolves. Both of those games, I think, are just quite unpredictable. So I'm going to stay away from those for the captaincy. So for me, it's going to be a Manchester City player. I just don't know who it is yet. I may not even own the player yet. Um, that brings me to my transfers. I've got two frees. And it all depends on whether or not we get some early team news for Manchester City. I've got Foden, I've got KDB, and I've got Jesus. If any of those don't play, I will be getting rid of them. And I will be replacing them with another Manchester City player. And that will decide who my captain is as well. If I bring in Sterling, he'll be my captain. If not, it'll be it'll be Jesus or or KDB or one of those guys, depending on who I have. Um you know it may be a minus four. I'm not against a minus four. There was a few questions about minus fours actually, you know, is it worth taking a minus four in the final day of the season? I think if it's for someone like if it's for a Man City attacker or if it's for Salah or Manny or maybe even a Bamiang uh, or even Harry Kane, I think it's okay. You know, especially if you're trying to make up ground. Don't be afraid to take a chance with a minus four on the last day. Um, I'm, I've just written down here, I'm pretty sure both of my transfers will involve Manchester City players. So again, I'm just hoping that something will come through in that 15-minute window and it will help me with my final decisions of the season. Thanks for listening to the podcast this season, folks. Really appreciate each and every one of you who takes the time to listen every week or even if it's not every week, if you pop in now and again. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I hope it's helped you in some way this season to win your mini leagues and helps you to have you know a good ranking come game week 38. Enjoy the final day. I hope you finish with a nice big fat green arrow. I'll be back soon to preview game week one of the 2020-2021 season, which will only be a matter of weeks. You know, I think there's some talk that it could be around the, the 12th of September when next season starts. So hopefully that is the case. I'm sure fantasy you know after game week 38 I, I would say it probably won't be too long until the game you know goes down and, and and comes alive again for the new season with all the new player prices so i'll be back to preview game week one in a couple of weeks time uh, and we do it all again with a clean slate thanks again folks and i will talk to you all very soon mm-hmm.